Okay. I can't believe we're doing it. This is how long have we talked about this? God, it's probably been a few years now, actually. (laughs) (laughs) It's only taken three years to manifest a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of that's to do with like fear as well, my side. I was always like very scared about um, putting putting it out there. But and now I'm like, fuck it. I mean, yeah, it's definitely that. It's also like sometimes I wondered if people actually cared to hear what we had to say. Well, that's always the thing, isn't it? I Yeah. Do people actually care? I think, I mean, who knows? We'll try it. If they care, then brilliant. If they don't, we'll just phase it out. <laughs> I love <laughs> like it. Like it never happens. <laughs> but I love even that, like, you texted me. It's International Women's Day today. It's yep. a full moon. Mm-hmm. And we didn't plan. We literally, we were on a call yesterday doing a meeting and we were like, let's just, let's just talk tomorrow. Yeah. Let's just do it. It just felt right. Yeah. We are just inherently manifesting the world, like the lunar cycles. I mean, I'm just in like deep flow state at all times. Hashtag blessed and all that. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, isn't that... What I love about Soul Circus is that we are so, or it feels really authentic to us because we aren't perfect. No, God, no. Very far from it. Yeah. (laughs) And like, I don't think we come off, I hope that we don't come off that way either. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, who knows? I mean, I haven't, I don't feel like we've shown a lot of the, 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 um, the, personality of the team really you know considering we've been going for what eight nine eight years really um but I think that's because I like you know the main aim for Soul Circus is always to make it about uh, our delightful guests because you know and our teachers and our community it was never supposed to be about me or us or you know any it was always just to celebrate you know what we what we get to create every year, which is this amazing group of people that come together and celebrate life. So, you know, it's, uh, in a way, it's quite nice to just sort of hide behind that and let, you know, let our amazing community do their thing. And it's nothing, you know, it's nothing to do with us in a lot of ways. We just sort of business it, facilitate it and, you know, give them the the space to flourish in. (laughs) So, yeah. And I love that you, I love that you said it's like about celebrating life. Because the whole concept of Soul Circus came from a celebration of love, right? I don't think many people actually, like, we feel like we've told this story a thousand times, but I don't think people actually know this, how Soul Circus came from. Yeah, I I agree. I do feel like I've told the story a thousand times, but that's like, because it's my story of marriage and love and everything. So, but yeah, so yeah, it was born from our wedding. We did a festival wedding back in... Fuck knows what day it was. <laughs> what year? <laughs> How long have you been married? Forever. Every year I get my anniversary wrong. I'm like, we've been married ten years. Everyone's like, Ella, no, it's not. It's not that. It's something different. I'm like, oh, okay. Anyway, um, yeah. So 20, 2016, because Nico was born, uh, was when we did the first Soul Circus. Twenty fifteen is when we got married. Yeah. I do remember. Um, and yeah, so we did this big festival wedding in the Cotswolds in Morton in the Marsh, which is actually where I grew up. So that was really nice. And uh, yeah, and it was just, it was so much fun. And everyone said to us, 
you guys should do this every year, you know, joking. I'm sure everyone says that at weddings, right? DIY weddings. But everyone's like, oh, that was so good. You guys should do this every year. Most people go, mm-hmm, no, definitely not. And, you know, Roman and I being us went, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, you know, challenge accepted. And then, um, and luckily, actually, the guys who were doing our tents for the wedding are also the guys who we're now business partners with and have stuck buyers thick and thin. So, so it all kind of, it all worked out as it always does, you know, like how we happened to be here today. I know. I know. And so when you put that first, cause I only came into, so for context for everybody, I came in actually as a brand partner for the first festival. And so I remember I was approached by somebody in London at one of the stores I was working at. How did, how did you get to that point though, right? So you're like, yeah, we should do this again. Okay, we've got the tense guys that are business partners. And then, and then what happened? Um, oh, it's such a blur because I was pregnant. So we made this decision and everyone around us thought it was a great idea. And uh, you kind of, you know, like any, I think every time you start a new business, you kind of, you sort of think, like this could be really good but this could also be really bad and it, do I am I going to risk this and for me I find that whole um birthing a new business quite terrifying because it's really exposing uh who you are and what you do and putting yourself out there and going look at us you know I I, I do struggle with that a little bit and um but actually I was pregnant and it was, I had a two-year-old, I had a studio to run. So um, all these people sort of rallied around me in order to make this festival kind of happen. And I was in the middle of it all, like literally birthing this new concept because I was also having a baby and designing schedules and, and, do it, and you know, um, making lineups for this thing that didn't exist yet in this kind of pregnancy bubble as well. So it was... It was kind of strange, but luckily we had some really good people around us. And my husband is kind of like 10 people all in one. He's yeah. just the most proactive, energetic man you've ever met in your life. And then we had a few other partners and various people we were working with at that point. And I think the the path to you, thank God we found each other. <laughs> I don't know what we do without you, Christina. I literally don't. Um, I think the path to that was Matt Miller, right? So we were yeah. working with Matt Miller, who's the broker guy. We became friends with him, and he introduced us to all these amazing brands because he was on the London scene and he kind of knew everyone. And uh, so brought our little Cotswold brand into London and introduced it to everyone. And then it kind of all kicked off from there, and hence how we ended up starting to work together. Yeah, it was that year was. So awesome and so magical from what I recall. So the brand I was working with, Kit and Ace, took over the VIP space and then we did a pop-up shop. Yes. Um, which was the first time we'd done anything like that too. But I just remember being so impressed with how it looked and the fact that it... I know it sounds weird, but like that it functioned. Yeah, me too. You know, and it just... Mm -hmm. it, it, I've always found Soul Circus really hard to put into words, but that first year felt like beautiful chaos. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> I have made so many connections, made so many friendships, but I still have to this day, you know, yeah. Yeah. amidst what was something. I mean, whenever you do something for the first time, it's like, oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, I didn't think about that. 
What yeah. did you kind of pull out of that first festival? If you can even remember, because I do remember you being like literally immediately postpartum. Yeah, I was six weeks postpartum with a little one breastfeeding every hour. And it was piercing it down with rain. Oh, yeah. I mean, the weather was just kind of the worst, really. The, the kind of worst weather you could possibly imagine for a festival. We got it. So... um for me, it was just a case of surviving, to be honest, and, 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 and holding this kind of real face that what I was going through at that point was the hardest thing I think I've ever gone through. Uh, it, was so, it was very difficult to um, deliver a festival, direct festival with a newborn, you know, yeah. that's just <laughs> the fact of the matter. Um, and the fact that all these synchronicities kind of came together, all these different elements of the festival were working, people were having a great time despite the weather being absolutely atrocious, and it all still looking lovely, thank you, stunning tents. Um, it just, uh, for me, it was just a kind of like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go through this if this isn't, something really special and this isn't something that I stick with long term because it, it for me it felt like having a second uh, another child off the back of just having had one six weeks before yeah. so you never give birth to a child thinking well you know like I'll do my best but if it doesn't work then we'll just you know we'll just get rid of it like that's not you know yeah that's, that's not, not how that works <laughs> I mean it might for some people but for me you know you know, I'm committed to to yeah. the things that I produce from my body and soul and uh and so yeah for me it was just a kind of uh I'm I'm just gonna go for this everyone thought I was crazy you just had a baby sit down you shouldn't be doing this blah 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 but it just seemed like the right time with the right people um in the right environment you know prop in the right environment for people to start exp exploring their well-being in a bit of a different way and so um yeah so then soul circus was born out of as you say that sort of beautiful chaos yeah. and people just seem to kind of fall in love with the energy of it which i guess comes from the fact that it came out of the love from you know from me and my husband and our wedding into that journey of having our second child and then Soul Circus is born it's quite a unique way to start a business and yeah. special way to start a business and I think that that um that it really worked thank god yeah. <laughs> I mean that's the only reason we're here like eight years later yeah. right yeah. but it just keeps working and it's what I love about it is that you see all these familiar faces from year one who just continue to come and to continue to rally yeah. behind Soul Circus. And yeah. it's never been, and I think we were smart in doing this, intentional or not, it's never been a huge festival. And I think if it was huge, it wouldn't have the magic that it does. Yeah, I agree. And I think, um, I think just having that that safe space, that safe community that people can come to when they're on their own or, you know, a group of girls on their own or we do get quite a lot of young girls coming now, uh, lots of preteens and teens with their mums because they know it's kind of a safe space for them to experience a festival, have a little party, but it's, you know, nothing bad's going to happen to them. Yeah. Um, and also we like to keep everyone warm and dry at Soul Circus because let's face it, there's, there's some big old wellbeing events out there that are out in the open 
and I've seen them when they rain and it's just miserable. So, you know, it's nice to keep everyone inside of the structures whilst they're doing their yoga, whilst they're having these transformative experiences, cocooned in these lovely teepees, yeah. nice, safe and warm. And uh, and to make turn that into, you know, a huge festival of tens of thousands of people, you just wouldn't get that same vibe. No. So, it's nice, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it would work either. And it's that it's oftentimes when you feel safety and security is when you feel like you can be your most authentic self. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. You know, Ella, I remember last year there was this woman crying in the middle of of the festival, just at a table all by herself. She I think she had just gone to inner camps, one of their many healing um workshops that they had done and I'd seen multiple people cry actually when my friends was crying too it just it moved her so much and she was alone and I went up to her and I was like hey would you like a hug and we just sat there and hugged for like what felt like 10 minutes but where else in this world would you go up to someone you've never known and been like hey can I give you a hug and have that moment of intimacy because that's quite an intimate. I'm not saying it's like sex, but like yeah. it's quite an intimate moment. Someone is obviously vulnerable, and they're willing to give up that vulnerability to be comforted by someone they don't know. Yeah, yeah, I know it's amazing. It's it's such a beautiful space to be within that weekend. There's kind of nothing like it. Oh, and did you know we've got two Soul Circus babies now? We do. We do. We have a, a couple and they met at the very first Soul Circus, a boy and a girl, came to our festival separately, met, uh, started a relationship. And then um, at the beginning of the first lockdown, 2020, I was like, I've lost my business. Everything is terrible. The world's falling apart. And, uh, and then I got this message on Facebook of a picture of a baby saying, oh, just so you know, um, that your festival uh, created our little son what's his name I can't remember but um yeah so this is this is the first soul circus baby and obviously I cried on the floor for <laughs> minutes <laughs> I was like oh god she's <laughs> <it."> <laughs> I think it's beautiful I thought it was beautiful plus I thought I thought we'd lost the business then because you know like you know everything got shut down so um yeah. I was extremely emotional and then I got that message and it was such a poignant moment to receive that message. It was such a kind of, a kind of, um, what's the word, where you just feel as if, even though you feel like you've lost everything, it wasn't for nothing. You know, it was that kind of sort of uh, feeling that kind of got me through the first bit of lockdown actually, because I just kept thinking about the Soul Circus baby and it's all going to be fine. <laughs> and then, uh, and then that couple went on and had a second baby. I think it was big uh, uh, last year they had the second baby. So. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful! You know, it's so cool, isn't it? I'm so that happy is so about cool. That. And so, okay, yeah. let's let's just pause here and tell anybody who's listening: if you met your best friend, your partner, or whatever at Soul Circus, get in touch. We love, we live for those stories. We do, we do we really do? And I find that, like, you know, having gone through the pandemic. And, you know, the, the not troubles that we're having, but like, we're also astrologically going through a time period that is really propelling change. And it's hard for a lot of us, right? And so yeah. to have touch points, I'm not saying Soul Circus is the solution, but Soul Circus is like one of those touch points that exists in our world where you can meet people who don't look like you, 
who may not have yeah. the same experiences as you, because I find that those opportunities are becoming few and far between as we become more hermits. Um, yeah. and, and the fact that we have that human connection in that yeah. moment and can really take people as they are, I think is kind of the importance really it's become our mission for soul circus now. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, definitely. Just remembering how to be human again. I remember Michael Wong saying that in one of the sessions at Soul Circus last year, just remembering to be human. I think there's so much um, being taken away from humanity in lots of ways at the minute with everything being online and everyone, you know, obsessed with their phones and video games and, you know, living this life that isn't actually in this dimension. It's in various other dimensions and there's, there's not a lot of places, like you say, to have that touch point of where you can get that real human connection with that real emotion and that real touch. Um, so I, I feel really grateful that we do get to deliver that every year because I, I feel it, you know, I'm, I'm alone a lot. I work from home. I'm on, I'm online a lot. And, you know, we've built this big community, but I don't get, I only get to see them once a year. I know. So really it's, it's so valuable that weekend for, for everyone, for all of us and all of the community and everyone that comes, all the traders, all the teachers. I mean, it's, it's such a beautiful place as well for all the yoga teachers to come because when else can you get together with that full community of all these people that you know, inspire you online every day? You don't actually ever get to see them in person or take their class in person most of the time. So it's great to have that weekend in the summer where all the teachers and all the students and all, everyone just gets together and has a big party. For sure, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> this is a party, really. This has nothing to do with anything else. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, he's like to party. <laughs> yeah. As a, this is where I come in, though. I'm definitely a work hard, party light to medium. <laughs> yeah, which is good. <laughs> that's where I do. I saw the other way around if I was given a chance. <laughs> but, that, but that's kind of it. Ella, you are definitely more the creative mind behind it. And it's almost like Soul Circus is a reflection of like where your interests lie. You know? Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, you, we travel a lot. So and you used to be a dancer, right? Yeah, I used to be a dancer, yeah, um, when I was younger, until about the age of 21, I think. So, um, so yeah, that was an interesting career, just a very short career. <laughs> <laughs> what, like, what kind of dance did you do? I didn't even, I never even asked this. Um, so I did, I did all the, like, the, the classical stuff. So I did ballet, tap, modern, jazz all of that since I was, yes, yeah, I was about two years old. Wow. So movement was always a, a huge part of who I was and expressing myself through movement was always really important to me. And I actually stopped dancing so much in my 20s because I needed to, I had to support myself. I was living in London, I was traveling, I was doing, you know, I was kind of out in the world on my own as you are in your 20s with very little and I had to just get jobs I had to you know pay rent so I was getting jobs in offices and and various different kind of um, establishments where I was sitting down a lot and uh, a computer a lot and um, mm. I was really fucking depressed because I was so used to just moving all the time and expressing myself all the time that 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 little stint in my 20s of kind of real work <laughs> was um, was pretty tough so then I just started to travel 
<laughs> and I have Well, I mean, knowing you now, I don't see you ever working in an office ever. No, I'm terrible at it. I mean, I just used to get sacked from every every job, to be honest. <laughs> so and after right. you did that and you traveled, at what point did you come home and you were like, okay, yoga is it? Or where did you discover yoga? Was it on your travels? Um, yeah, I discovered yoga. I was living in... Well, I actually, I started learning a little bit of yoga at university from this really, really old lady. She was like 80-something. She was amazing. And she was just so, I'd never met an 80-year-old woman as positive and as happy as this lady was. And she just used to teach this really simple class at my uni. But um, it, it was just so inspiring to see someone from the older generation doing shoulder stands and being really enlightening and really, you know, say, saying all this really amazing stuff that I hadn't really heard before. Yeah. And that was my yoga. And then I started doing it quite seriously when I lived in Brighton. And uh, there was lots of amazing studios in Brighton, lots of cool teachers, as you can probably imagine. And I remember my ex-boyfriend saying to me one day, in a, a, after yoga class, like, you you could teach that. And I had never thought about it. I just, I just kind of, you know, thought. Yeah. It was just a hobby. And then actually I thought, yeah, probably, I probably could actually. I probably could teach that with my dance background and stuff. And and then, yeah, I just went from there and went to India and did all kinds of stuff. And yeah, I'm a yoga teacher. <laughs> That's awesome. It's really, hold on, it says it lost my connection. Let's see. I know. Okay. So I got into yoga a little bit differently, I think, than you did, because it literally just came to me once. And then I, I remember I still had Twitter at this point, And I tweeted, like, I want to become a yoga teacher. And then I just did it. <laughs> I just did it. Yes. So weird. And I did it when I was living in Germany. So I also did my yoga teacher course. And I I was like, it wasn't even a hobby of mine. It was just something I did every once in a while. I'm a generally athletic person. Yeah. But something in yeah. me was like, I want to learn about this. And so yeah, I yeah. German and I taught for a little while. But honestly, I haven't taught since I was pregnant with my daughter. And she's just turned three. So it's been a while. You need to get back up there. You know, I did do this course, this beginner yoga course. I know that that sounds so silly. But I did a beginner yoga course at the beginning of this year. And I loved yeah. it. It was only 20 minutes a day, but it was every day for yes. 14 days. And I was like, this is yes. this is what I need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it was That's just amazing. so nice to come back to the mat and not do anything crazy. I've never yeah. been like a handstand, you know, anything complex. I've always done really simple yoga. Yeah, yeah. Which almost honestly sometimes makes me feel like a fake. No, because you're still, you know, yoga is yoga. You know, half the time yoga isn't even about moving. It's about the state of mind that you're in and yeah. how you carry yourself through the world and how you treat other people. That That's all yoga. It's it's not all just about, you know, throwing yourself upside down on a mat for sure. Yeah, yeah. I know. But do you, do you know what I mean? Like, and I think, I think some people might also feel this way, that how yoga is portrayed in our day-to-day -day life is always, you always see them in some kind of insane pose. It always looks really intense. And, yeah. you know, yoga, real yoga isn't necessarily that way. No, no. And I find that the no. yoga that we have at Soul Circus, 
varies. Yeah. Yeah. Try and have a bit, you know, something for everyone. And also what I really like about Soul Circus is half the classes, you end up just having a dance break on your mat. And, and you know, for me, that, you know, being taken by the music and the environment and the atmosphere that you're in and becoming so happy that you move your body and dance to the beat, that's, you know, the best type of yoga, surely. (laughs) Yeah, well, exactly. And it's just, all we're doing is practicing the physical asanas anyway, right? That's all that that really is. Yeah. And I really love how yoga's, um, I really love how Soul Circus Story has evolved over the years because obviously the year one was very much just yoga, really, just yoga teachers, just yoga, what, maybe two venues? I can't remember. It wasn't, but it was, you know, the schedule was very simple. And now, seven years on, it's just turned into this melting pot of anything you can think of that's legal (laughs) in the well-being world (laughs) yeah well Um, it comes full circle right because it's it's you first wanted to bring in dance because you have your experience as a dancer right and then you became interested in like breath work and things and then you've been dipping yourself into the ocean every day living in portugal and then we brought the ice baths in so like in a way soul circus is really an embodiment of of Ella. Yeah, yeah, I know it is. And that's, that's kind of quite exposing and weird to think because so many people now come to this festival. And that does make me feel a little bit like, ah, (laughs) but also amazing that, you know, to, to be able to be in that position to create things from your soul that other people love. I mean, I, I always, I always think about, um, when we moved to the jungle, me, my husband and my two little kids, and we moved to Costa Rica and Panama and had this real kind of jungly uh, nature experience for a year as a family. And that for me was like a real turning point for Soul Circus because yeah. I met these people living in in the jungle, healing themselves from various different things and doing ayahuasca and doing the cambo and um, surfing and, you know, just really living in in nature and immersing themselves in that environment and I followed suit and that definitely changed the path of Soul Circus forever to become something a lot more mystical and magical and transcendental than just being a mat and doing a few poses you know that didn't do it for me anymore just that I needed to add lots of different elements to my life and Soul Circus was the same yeah and and I think I'm not saying I'm just like, I feel like I'm saying two different things here, but like on one hand, it's like you are definitely driving this, but on the other hand, you're following the journey of so many other people that are also going through the same thing, right? I think a lot of us like have started to realize that it's not just the phys- the physical movement, but that like, yeah. you know, human design is becoming way more um, popular. Astrology is becoming more popular. More people are starting to find their own version of spirituality, And you were ahead of that for sure through your experiences with Costa Rica, but it's also like soul circus and and you you are guiding the rest of us through this change, through this transformation from what used to just be yoga as a form of exercise, right. And a trend to like, let's look at, let's look at this as the whole, right. The body as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, um, and yeah, I think you're you're really right in respect of like I always I don't just 
design soul circus for me and my needs it's i love to i love to talk to people find out you know what what the general kind of feelings are within the community and the world in general and that's uh, you know becoming easier and easier the more online we are the more we can find out the more we can discover i mean like many people i went through a kind of a second third fourth i don't know i've had lots of awakenings in my life through various different experiences but lockdown was definitely one of those moments where i awakened into a new way of thinking and i think a lot of people did as well and it became really apparent that the these rigid systems that we were living under of you know that kind of go to the doctors take some medicine you know treat the treat what's in front of you and then off you go on your way just isn't isn't working wasn't working and um and also I then, for a reconnection to nature sorry to interrupt you this is a very american yeah. thing. but it, people started yeah. doing so many walks outside during the yeah. pandemic, and they started yeah. to really reconnect themselves with the environment around them and that suddenly became so much more important yeah. i think that propelled a lot of what you're talking yeah. about too when it came to medicine and healing yeah, yeah, yeah. And treating the body as one holistic entity that, you know, I think that was what was really frustrating throughout that whole period was that, you know, we were bombarded with like very one-sided element of the story. And I felt like the education wasn't there at the same time to help people stay healthy, holistically doing the things that were at their very fingertips, like the walks in nature, like, you know, holding on to the the people close to them, like working on your mental health, breathwork, meditation, all those things that you can be doing to to stay healthy in your mind, body and soul. And, you know, and it just felt like that element of the well-being world and community was sort of under attack in a way. So through circus it was nice to kind of fight back a little bit and go hey no you know community is still important connection is still important you know you're not just going to fix everything with a vaccine or a a, you know not seeing anyone for a year like that's it's you know that's just not going to work it's not sustainable so i use soul circus to really um fight my little corner on (laughs) on what i believed was was a better um, solution for people to stay healthy and and have a, a more fulfilling life. Well, and also allow them the opportunity to experiment with new ways of treating their body. Like how many people yeah. tried cold plunging last year, right? And oh that God, it's form, just right. Yeah. And and to yeah. and we kind of come back to this theme of having a safe space to try things out and not be committed yeah. or not do it by yourself and be more educated about it is is i think one of the biggest pillars and strengths of soul circus oh yeah and that's always been my my main aim through soul circus is to give people the tools to empower them to you know be the healthiest best version of themselves and that doesn't mean being amazing all the time far from it it means having days when you feel far from amazing and hitting the deck you know like we all do but having those tools that you learn layer upon layer to build yourself back up again from the inside out and not having to you know go out and buy anything or do anything or be a certain way you've got those tools inside of you and that's what i was really passionate through soul circus is giving people more of that i think we we need more of that things aren't getting easier Things are becoming more and more complicated, more and more 
kind of overwhelming in lots of ways. So having those tools, really simple tools to build yourself back up when things get difficult is so important. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. And we, I think we all know astrologically what I think it's going to get a little bit worse before it gets better according to what the planets are doing. I haven't yeah, done a lot I mean, of research there. We probably should get an astrologer on here. We should definitely get an astrologer because I only know, um, you know, the sort of the top level. And I'm always Thanks. saying to people, oh, it's a crazy day today because of various things, which I can't explain. But I know that there's shit going down. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all you need to know. <laughs> that's all you need to know. Yeah. Going should down. Astrologer. <laughs> we way. need Kirsty Gallagher. Kirsty. Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. That's so, that would be so amazing. <laughs> who else? Who else should we? Who else should we get on this podcast? Let's do some like quick brainstorming. What do you? Where do you see this podcast going? Oh, I mean, I'm really at the minute. My feed and my um, my kind of focus is all on. Well, I mean, it always is, but manifestation is like a big thing for me. I'm all yeah. about that. You know, raising the vibe. Well, not raising the vibe, matching the vibe of what you want, and yeah. you know. And only do that by working on yourself um so i think some really amazing kind of manifestation experts or something would be great you know telling us about the science of it that kind of thing i'd love to see astrology someone else needs to talk about that because yeah. i obviously can't nope. <laughs> nope. how about you what would you like to see i mean you know that i'm really into human design right now so yes. like yeah. to have someone on human design because i think it also links up um, the manifestation that you talk about, but then also tools because we're all so different. Yeah. But like what I'm learning in my, in my, um, courses on human design is that like, we can't treat everybody the same either no. when we work with them. So human design, I think would be really, really cool. And I actually want to learn more about how hormones impact the body. Okay. Yeah. Mm, yeah. There. And especially like cortisol, like the stress hormone and how that might impact not just your mood, but also, you know, yeah. how your body is functioning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. There's so much. Um, I do a lot of trauma work. Well, I say I do. I, I follow a lot of trauma specialists and read a lot about that uh, from certain experiences from my childhood, which I'm still working through. Yeah. And and that's a lot of that is based upon the biology of the body and what it's doing and yeah. you know and how you end up getting caught in cycles and caught in loops um and and caught in like the same relationships and the same scenarios over and over and over again because you attract it because of the biology of what's going on inside of your body it's just yeah. it's fascinating and you there's there's lots of different ways of breaking through that and breaking out of that cycle but it it requires quite specific work um that you know kind of biohacking really working yeah. on that uh that that level of the body that's you know really really subtle and you know just little changes in right. the way that we breathe or the way that we move the way that we um we partake in 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 society and everything can have a real huge effect of on our on our hormone levels and our biology of our body, which then literally changes the vibration of inside of your body that can bring you up to that next level. And I think yeah. a lot of people feel that there's that, that, that next level that they can get to, but they can't quite figure out 
how to sort of break out certain subtle cycles and so the trauma works really good for that yeah that's really important yeah. i think honestly this podcast could be so interesting we have yeah. so many cool people yeah we definitely do yeah yeah we've well, got some amazing people at our fingertips so i love it all right so if you want to follow this give us a nice follow a like give us some stars give us some feedback we are all here for it and yeah well let's get that guest lineup going ella yes and any suggestions people please let us know yeah all right talk to you soon <laughs> thank you so much take care ciao